Hello, believers. This is Dr. Shante, and welcome to another episode of Believing Bigger Podcast, the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and people who want to create impact in the world, find the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. So you can probably tell from my tone of voice that I don't sound like my usual chipper self, right? And I thought that I had already gone through my season of tough episodes and tears shed, but here we are. And this has been a strange week for me. So let me just kind of set up the premise here that this episode I think will probably bless both of us at the end, but it's not going to follow our usual format. And I'm not even joking. I literally 90 seconds ago had to pull it together to get on this microphone. I've got snot rags and tears shed. I mean, like, All the evidence is here from that good old ugly cry. And this has been a strange week for me. So Monday, Monday was great, which is saying something for a Monday, right? (laughs) You know, I was like productive. I was getting stuff done. Um, And all was well until Tuesday, And Tuesday, I started to get a sinking feeling in my spirit. And I couldn't put my finger on it. I I couldn't put my finger on it. And I was trying to figure it out. And so the way that I've kind of navigated those feelings this year in 2019, for sure, is to write them down, you know, and whatever I write or, or whenever I write, Usually by the end of it, I feel better. And so I'm going to share with you um, something that I never do. (laughs) I'm going to share with you what I wrote in my journal this week. It says, uh, this is Tuesday's entry. And it says, some days, like yesterday, I wake up pumped, inspired, motivated, and creative. Ideas are flowing, productivity is high, and time just flies. But then there are days like today where my to-do list feels long and daunting, my energy is lacking, and my faith is shaky. And then I drew a bunch of clouds that had all of like my financial obligations in them. Business taxes and student loan and my daughter's tuition and a trip that I have coming up. And I wrote, when I have all of these clouds of financial obligation hanging overhead, trying to do things like create products, services, or grow a large enough audience to pay for it all seems impossible. And then I wrote in big letters, but God. And I wrote the scripture, Psalms 136, 23 to 24. He remembered me in my lowest state because his mercy endures forever and freed me from my enemies. His mercy, his love endures forever. He has never failed me, not even 
once. Lord, I trust you to remove these clouds, these burdens from me. Thank you for your steadfast love, your mercy, your peace, your grace and unmerited favor, your protection, your provision, your promises that you always keep. Thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. And I will tell you, after I wrote that, I cried and I worshiped and I was, you know, lifting up holy hands and I felt better. And yet there was still something in my spirit that just would not leave me. And I said, okay, Lord, by that afternoon, I literally sat on the couch, turned everything off and I sat there and I said, okay, Lord, you have my attention. I'm listening. What is it? Nothing, nothing. And then I finally said, okay, Lord, well, I know it's something. And when you are ready to reveal what that is, you will let me know. And so one of the books that I'm reading this week is Rachel Hollis, Girl, Wash Your Face. And I happened upon a chapter where she was talking about why she has had the success that she's had. And the short answer is her response to rejection. And she talked about how she had tried to get this book published and the publishers wanted her to compromise her morals and values and integrity in order to get it published. And she wasn't willing to do that. And so one by one by one, you know, it was rejected, 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 rejected. And she described this experience about how she had poured so much of herself into this project for it to be rejected. And that for most people, they would have left it right there. But then she decided to self-publish it and it later got picked up by another publisher and went on to sell, you know, 100,000 copies, etc. And then she talked about how we give other people power to kill our dreams or give them the permission to kill our dreams. We give them that authority. And I could barely get through the chapter before I felt this lump in my throat and these tears burning in my eyes because I said, oh, okay, Lord, this is what it is. This is what you wanted me to hear. And I wasn't ready to hear it, but here it was. And I think back to last year and my documentary and I think sometimes I think like Shantae wow like wow you know nothing of filmmaking or production but you were so compelled to collect these stories to gather these stories to assemble these stories um, in hopes that it would help people that you just went for it, you know, you trusted God every step of the way and you submitted it to film festivals. 
and one by one by one by one by one. No, 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 no. And I did not realize until this week how deeply I have been in grief about that. The director of photography has reached out to me and he's like, so Shantae, you know, what's the next move? You know, where are we going to go next? You know, do we need to retool? Do we need to revisit? Do we need to, to re-edit? Like, you know, like what's the next move? And I'm the type of person, I always have a next move. Like I have contingency plans for contingency plans. Like I'm a, I'm a chess player in the sense that I'm always thinking like three, five clicks down the board. And this time I just had no answers for him. I'm like, yeah, that's on hold. Um, I'm sure we'll revisit it at some point. But right now is not the time for that. You know, I feel like this is a season where we need to wait until the time is right. And, you know, the pieces are in place in order for it to really succeed. But I think that deep down, I had already, I had already given up, which is something I never do. I'm not a quitter, but I think that I was so spiritually wounded in the sense where I'm like, Lord, why would you allow me to have this idea and this vision and to gather these women and these stories for it not to succeed like I don't get it and this week I got a text message from a woman who had an opportunity to see the film before it was submitted to any of the festivals and she told me that she was being released from the hospital after stress induced heart attack and a stroke from the troubles in her marriage. And my documentary is about six Christian women and their experience surviving divorce and all the stigma that comes along with it and all the things that they dealt with and it just navigating that toxic space of judgment and church folks and all of that. And she went on to say, I'm so grateful for women like you who supported me, who prayed for me, who showed me that this doesn't have to be my life. And that's when I remembered why I had gone down this road in the first place. And I say all this to say, that none of us are exempt from disappointment and heartbreak. And because I chose to bury it and not address it, not even with God, I just kind of acted like 
it didn't happen. I acted like I hadn't just spent months of my life and money and all of that invested into this. And it's just like, oh, okay, well, bury it and move on. And as I look back, what that experience did is it silenced me pretty much for the rest of the year. It silenced me. Social media posts became hard. And that's when I came to you guys last season. Like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this. You know, it's been five seasons. Like it depressed me. And I don't think that I realized that that's what it was. And so this week, that niggling in my spirit, like what's wrong was God telling me, you're in grief and you don't know it. You haven't, you've been in mourning and you don't even realize that you've been in mourning and you picked yourself up and you dusted yourself off and you soldiered on and you took out a blank canvas and you started writing up all these new plans as though this thing did not happen. And then I got hit with Philippians 1 6, which says he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. And I say all this to say that if you are in grief because your life is not where you thought it would be at this point, if you are in grief because you have struggles that you didn't think that you would have at this point, if you are in grief because a dream that you've had in your heart has been deferred or delayed, then I want to tell you and encourage you that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until its completion. And I don't think I fully believed or embraced that until now. I don't know what the future holds for my documentary. I didn't even want to look at it. But what God is telling me is that that work is not finished. And until I acknowledged my grief and allowed myself to feel the disappointment and not shut it down like it didn't exist, I would not be able to revisit the project and complete the work. And then I thought about the psalm that I wrote in my journal, Psalms 136. And Psalms 136 is a psalm. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my absolute favorites. And depending on which version of the Bible you meet, you read, the refrain is, for his mercy endures forever. But some versions say, for his love endures forever. And other versions say, for his steadfast love endures forever. And so I want to remind you what steadfast means. Steadfast means sure certain, dependable, reliable, 
constant and unwavering. I want to repeat that. Steadfast means sure, certain, dependable, reliable, constant, unwavering. That's the kind of love that God has for us. And I know that there are seasons of our lives where we don't always believe that. And when we don't, that's when the enemy has a field day because that's his point is to make us so jaded and cynical and bitter that we don't believe that God loves us as much as he does. And so I'm going to read that whole psalm for you and for me because I need it. And if you're being honest with yourself, a lot of you need it too. And as I read this, I want you to personalize it and understand that this is how much God loves you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders for his mercy endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens for his mercy endures forever. To him who laid out the earth above the waters for his mercy endures forever. To him who made great lights for his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule by day for his mercy endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule by night for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn for his mercy endures forever and brought out Israel from among them for his mercy endures forever with a strong hand and an outstretched arm for his mercy endures forever to him who divided the Red Sea in two for his mercy endures forever and made Israel to pass through the midst of it for his mercy endures forever, but overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea for his mercy endures forever to him who led his people through the wilderness for his mercy endures forever to him who struck down great kings for his mercy endures forever and slew famous kings for his mercy endures forever Sihon king of the Amorites for his mercy endures forever and Og the king of Bashan for his mercy endures forever and gave their land as a heritage for his mercy endures forever a heritage to Israel his servant for his mercy endures forever who remembered us in our lowly estate for his mercy endures forever and rescued us from our enemies for his mercy endures forever who gives food to all flesh for his mercy endures forever oh give thanks to the God of heaven for his mercy endures forever listen when you think of everything that you've been through 
and that you have survived and are alive to tell the tale, it is because his mercy endures forever. Things that you didn't think that you would ever get through for his mercy endures forever. Bills that you didn't think would ever get paid for his mercy endures forever. Blessings that you did not think you would ever receive for his mercy endures forever. His steadfast, unwavering, constant, reliable, unbreakable love for you endures forever. God knows where you are. He knows how you feel. He knows the disconnect between the life that you portray on social media and how you really feel deep down in your heart and the things that you have not addressed. This was not my planned podcast for the week, but here we are. And I'm thankful for it. Honestly, I do feel better. And I feel the weight and the burden lifted out of my soul. I I thought a million reasons why I shouldn't produce this episode or share this and I know it was nothing but the enemy I hope that it blessed you I really hope that it blessed you and I hope that you can return to it in your season of grief so that is it if you have questions comments takeaways as always hit me up at Dr. Shante Says on social media And I still encourage you to join the community Ready to Believe. I will be doing a class very soon on growing your audience. God has really blessed me in that regard this year. And so I want to share some of those strategies and those successes with you. And I will see you next time.